Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this most influential sports talk show in America. Got a good show I got for you this evening here. Uh, a little bit of Nostradamus, I would say, of me, huh? I told you something's going to uh, break off here with the uh, Greg Roman. Greg Roman ha has, has stepped down from the Baltimore Ravens. I knew something was going to blow there between him, Lamar Jackson, and John Harbaugh situation. I'll talk about that uh, as soon as I get back from the um, break here. Also, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh back in the news. Could he be back in the NFL? Even after Monday saying, hey, I'm going to stay in college. Talk about that story. Got some comparables there as well. Going to get to um, oh NFL storylines. There's some storylines uh, coming up with these playoff games. Now, I'm not doing predictions, but I'm giving you storylines for each of these playoff games or potential storylines for games like this, okay? So I'll be back here in a minute and 19 seconds. We will hit the ground running here, folks, on Sportscope. Hello, Sportscope followers. After five years of doing this program, once a week, balancing a 60-hour workweek job, I've decided to do the program five days a week, one hour a night, taking a significant pay cut. So I've started a Patreon page, which is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash Sportscope, spelled the same way at the bottom of the screen you see there, for $5 a month, 17 cents a day. You can help support the program. You ask yourself, why Sportscope? Well, I bring in such big names uh, such as Al Borges, former Auburn offensive coordinator, and, and I cover the big news uh, in sports that the corporate media will not cover. If you want to contribute more than $5 a month, you can go use the cash app. The cash tag is Sportscope, again, spelled the same way, or you can go to the Zelle app, sportscope at gmail.com. Uh, Sportscope has about 5,000 followers and growing. If you want to advertise on the program, you can email me. The word is sportscope, spelled the same way again, at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy the program. All righty then, hit the ground running. I was just talking about this story yesterday, folks, and now look at it. It comes right back to us. Uh, call me Nostradamus, just guy that puts everything together there, Pickles. And uh, it is what it is, you know? Okay. Uh, so Greg Roman has officially stepped down. It says after visiting, this is what he says today in a press conference after visiting Coach John Harbaugh and after huddling over with my family, I decided now's the right time to move on from the Ravens so I can explore new challenges and opportunities. He said in a statement, I'll truly miss Baltimore, but at the same time, I'm excited for the next opportunity. I do not, uh, I do not um, blame him for wanting to leave. Now, uh, this article says his most impressive feat was devising an outside-the-box offense around Lamar Jackson, producing the NFL's most prolific offense in 2019 but he never replicated it because of the defense. And I'll play you something that I played yesterday, Carlos, on this. The Ravens 
scoring uh, had decreased of Roman's four seasons uh, from 32 in 2019 to 19th. That was one uh, to 20. 20.6, so they lost 12 points a game. Also, I was reading this article. It says it was only uh, that a month that left the handwritten flowers that read Fire Greg Roman was scattered outside the entrance of the Ravens facility a few weeks before someone posted a video on Twitter, which fans were shouting obscenities at Roman while he walked from the stadium to his car. Get the bleep out of here with the F word, F bomb. Uh, one fan shouted at him. Baltimore finished his season 16th average. And I want to play this, Carlos and Pickles. This is what I played. Jason, I want to say this guy's name. Let make sure I got it right here. Jason Smith from um, yesterday. This guy is a coach here on Last Chance U, has connections around the NFL and the college game here. And he was on the Jason Whitlock show, I want to say Monday, talking about Greg Roman. Uh, what is his name? Jason Smith. Yeah. And he talks about how how good this guy, um, how good a job he's really did. That the problem really is essentially Lamar Jackson. And people's about to find that out. And I totally agree. Listen up. This was from yesterday's program. But – Hey, since the news broke, might as well play it again, right? A football guy and don't understand football and you don't understand coaching and the intricacies of coaching, you will never understand how truly great Greg Roman is. He's been to multiple Super Bowls as an offensive play caller using multiple offensive scheme that nobody wants to talk about. He's created and devised a system for a guy to be successful. And he's created a, a system... To be conducive to, for, to be conducive in this in, with this guy who limit is very limited throwing the football. So we got to create all these bells and whistles in the run game to have success. Jason, they face a bare front more than any NFL team has faced in the last twenty years, and you know as a player, a bare front for all the non, you know, the the, the, the general population out there, the novice fan, is when we cover up every offensive lineman with a D lineman. And we bring in two linebackers. There's a seven-man line of scrimmage. And we get cover zero or one high in the secondary. That tells me. And all the whistles are belly. Ring, 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 ring. We think you are going to choke passing the football. We're going to pressure receivers, load the box, so you don't beat us with your feet because we know you can't beat us with your arm. They face the bare front so much, Jason, and I love seeing these naysayers on Twitter. Greg Roman needs to go. Really? You know what he does in the bare front, Jason? He, he, he has innovated um, schematics in the run game where they are, are adding a hat to the box to help out Lamar. They're, they're down in the guard, wrapping the center. And they're still running the ball successfully. I totally agree with what he says. And you got guys like Carlos here. Uh, saying that he should have been fired two seasons ago. The truth of the matter is that Lamar Jackson, this is all he's got. Remember Bill Polian got a lot of flack for saying he should have been drafted as a running back? You know, so I, I, I went on and you read about everything that was being said. John Harbaugh saying Lamar, in air quotes, he's going to help us find a new coach. 
And then you hear Eric uh, DeCasa. This guy is the, uh, he is the, um, the, uh, the general manager, you know? So part of me thinks that maybe part of re-signing Lamar Jackson was to get rid of uh, Greg Roman. We don't know that for sure. We just kind of know that it's insinuated. Plus, I just read some quotes here uh, that people were harassing the guy outside of the stadium here. Always, yeah. Let let let's blame let let's blame the coordinators here uh, for his lack of throwing the ball straight when he couldn't throw it straight hardly in college. Now, there's a reason why he was drafted behind even guys like Baker Mayfield, who he proven to be better than Mayfield. Also, you got to look at it this way, folks. Uh, Jackson, he's probably going to get re-signed. Everything I'm reading, reading from these screenshots from um, Ravens uh, coach. Uh, let me see. What did Eric DaCosta say? Eric DaCosta on if he's willing to entertain a trade offers for Lamar Jackson. That's not something we're going to talk about at this point. Our focus is getting a long-term deal done. I think they're going to get a deal done with Fliff Jackson. Uh, first of all, I, th I think they're going to do something with him. Uh, maybe it takes a turn, but I do think they'll do something with him. But check this out next year. So you get the long-term deal done, okay? And you look at the AFC North as it will be this coming up season in, in September, all right, you're playing the Deshaun Watson team who's going to have Amari Cooper, a full offseason Amari Cooper, that offensive line, Nick Chubb, a new defensive coordinator. I'm not in love with Jim Schwartz. This guy gets more jobs there, Andre. But anyways, then you got to look at uh, Joe Burrow. By the way, Cincinnati, they've got about $50 million in cap room because Joe Burrow's still on his rookie contract with that receiving core with possibly this really good defensive coordinator, Lou Anera Amato, back here. Not only, then you throw in a Kenny Pickett, who seemed to be coming in his own and beat that same Baltimore team at the end of the season last year. Now that was against Tyler Huntley, not Lamar Jackson. This team could be finishing fourth place. They could be finishing in fourth place, okay? So my thing is, my prediction is that uh, John Harbaugh, this time next year, mark my word, more likely if, if, if Lamar Jackson is signed to a long-term deal, John Harbaugh will be fired one year from now. One year. I don't know if it'll be uh, the first, the Black Monday after uh, the regular season. Will it be, a few weeks after the season's over, maybe they get to a playoff, but they're going to finish between third and fourth in their division, not the AFC, not the AFC. They're going to finish between third and fourth in their division, and John Harbaugh will be fired next year. Uh, they're, they're going to hire a new coach, God knows who. And then the next year after that, they will move off Lamar Jackson, and he will be a gadget player around the league. Uh, he will get moved in and out of starting spots. He will be like Taysom Hill is of the New Orleans Saints, in my humble opinion. He will get the big contract, though. He he will get the $100 million-plus contract, maybe $200 million guarantee contract like he wants 
that uh, that Deshaun Watson has. But that that is my prediction. As far as Greg Roman, you know, Greg Roman is a guy who, uh, remember, he, he coached Colin Kaepernick under Jim Harbaugh. I went back and checked this. Colin Kaepernick lost both Greg Roman and Jim Harbaugh after the 2014 season. That's when his career went in the toilet, way before the, the kneeling and all that. That was in like 2016 or 17, way before that. And you could see the fall off here. You could see the fall off. So a team like an Arizona would love to have a Greg Roman. The Titans have fired their offensive coordinator. I think even with a Ron Tannehill or Malik Willis or Josh Dobbs, love to have a growl like a Greg Roman who can make something out of nothing with uh, passers who are limited, uh, athletes who are limited as passers. He has a pretty freaking good track record, if you ask me. All righty. Carlos says Baltimore needs a strong O-line, which has proved to have been terrible. Dobbs tends to, towards the end of the season, no Roman in New York or Tennessee. Okay. Jim Schwartz will bury them eight feet deep. Yeah, their their defense, their their pass defense will be worse. Their run defense, which is twenty seventh, will be better, in my opinion. I do not like Jim Schwartz, though. I would have went after maybe a Brian Flores, personally, Pickles, to to replace Jim Schwartz. Uh, Carlos says Namar can throw. It's not the system of the wideouts with heavy skills. Yeah, he could throw it all right. He throws it side. He could throw it a, a hundred, uh, you know, sixty yards just in the wrong direction and about ten feet over, uh, ten feet over the wide receiver's head. And plus, he cannot stay healthy. Pickle says he's a coach killer. This is one death on his watch. <laughs> Carlos says, "Let him go to the Raiders." Uh, I'm curious. I'm like I said. I'm out of Nashville. I hope Tennessee takes a look at Greg Roman. Uh, Kyler Murray would be ideal, though. The Arizona. I don't think they've hired a head coach. We shall see. Oh, Wuku Saki. All right. Let's see. Okay. So, in uh, a side note, Minnesota and and Miami both fired their defensive coordinators. I'll say this about that. Uh, this all happened today, by the way. It's easier to replace a defensive coordinator than it is a offensive coordinator. It's easier to replace a defensive coordinator uh, than it is an offensive coordinator. Uh, two coordinators in, I want to say, and Andy Reid's got his guy. He's got his guy uh, at, with Kansas City. You know, offensive-minded head coach, he's got his guy. Want to say the same thing? Took a few before, took another offensive coordinator before Rodgers came, came over in 2009. Big difference. They they changed coordinators. Uh, 2010, Green Bay wins a Super Bowl, plus they had Charles Woodson on that team. Uh, it's simply easier to uh, – and Pickles says, yeah, yeah, it's official now that uh, Byron Leftwich has been fired at the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, I did read there was a major drop-off in offense, even though they had problems running the ball beforehand. So uh, he turns out to be somewhat of a fraudulent guy. 
Uh, he was a quarterback in this league. Maybe he could fix it and get it right back up, maybe go back to being quarterback coach uh, with Leftwich there. My guess is Bowles will probably be fired in another year or so, and they're going to be a total rebuild job. They're, they're going to plush out all their players. Tampa will be a total rebuild job. But, again, they got their ring, guys. That cannot be taken away. All righty then. Okay. Playoff games. What's what is in uh what's some storylines of these games? Okay. I'll tell you what. I'll start, I'll start backwards here. Okay, Dallas. Uh Dallas will play at uh at San Francisco. That uh we'll break this uh, game down tomorrow with Mad New Yorker Chavez, Carlos. Uh, we'll break this down tomorrow. Now, this this thing was at four. Now it's about three points. Here's a storyline that could come up. That could come up, folks. Um, D'Amico Ryan, speaking of defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryan has had four interviews this week for head coaching positions. You know, I'm sure they were all Zoom calls considering this, this Sunday's game. Uh, you know, Ryan's... The guy was a great player out of college. Went to my, uh, went to Alabama. Went to the Houston Texans. Linebacker, man, he was a tackling machine. I used to play uh, Yahoo, Yahoo uh, fantasy football, where you took defensive players, and he was one of my favorite guys to take on there as a linebacker. Get eight, ten tackles a game. Really good nose for the football. Uh, he's been a coordinator for the 49ers for two years. Remember last year at the beginning. Uh, that team, that defense was out of place. Uh, did wouldn't thinking he was going to make it as a coordinator. He made some adjustments. Obviously, they're one of the better defense, if not the best overall statistical defense this year. The problem is, you want to say the same thing for Robert Sala. Is it really that, or is it really just they got guys like Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, uh, Armstead, uh, just a really good defensive line and a really good uh, amount of uh, players around him. We'll find out about that. But I'll say this. If San Francisco gives up over 30 points and they whatever lose a last-minute play, that the fact that he had four interviews in one week, the week of a really big game, I think that can be used against him as an distraction. Either way. Either way. Uh what are it? What is our storyline on the other side? Dan Quinn, uh, Dan Quinn, not mentioned as in uh, as many interviews as he was last year. Kind of flamed up with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I'm think Jerry Jones desperately wants to keep this guy, no matter what happens Sunday. I'll say this. I look this up. Dan Quinn, guys. Um, uh, not Dan Quinn, coaches, coordinators, coordinators, uh, coaches in the NFL. There's no salary cap. You got an owner like Jerry Jones who desperately, I mean, desperately wants to uh, wants to win. Uh, you know, he he can essentially give Dan Quinn. He's been mentioned in some jobs this year. No, not as many as last year. Uh, you could pay him head coaching salary. You know, if you really want to keep the guy on, I think that he is a Dan Quinn is uh, coordinator material. Uh, I've talked about his resume. 
Uh, this guy, second year, yeah, he gets to the Super Bowl. We talked about this a week ago. Second year gets to the Super Bowl with the Atlanta Falcons. But then the third year, uh, they get out in the first round. Then 79, 79, 0-6 fired. Uh, the team gradually goes downhill. So that means your culture, and after he loses Cal Shanahan after that Super Bowl, the team got perpetually worse. And their defense, folks, that was horrendous under Dan Quinn. So I think he's had coordinator material. If I'm Jerry Jones, I see this guy as a um, as a good asset to my team as a coordinator. Uh, you could throw another title up there, whatever. Pay him what you pay a head coach. You're Jerry Jones. This team is a uh, the most the, – important brand the, the biggest brand in all of sports probably the most expensive uh team in all of sports because he owns the stadium he'll be okay uh so so that's a storyline dan quinn the uh D'Amico ryan's could one of these guys get fired for a bad call in this game will they give up a a, a prevent touchdown it's happened before i want to say it happened in the eagles uh green bay game like 15 years ago, defensive coordinator gives up. I want to say it was from the Eagles. That, that's, a, that's a question I could ask for Jamie Pags. Gives up like a fourth and 15 play or something like that. And the player makes a play and the coordinator's fired for giving up that big a play. But in uh, another side note, Carlos says this is a tough draw for Dallas. Uh, here's something. The 49ers are 11-0. and since uh, acquiring Christian McCaffrey. You know, you've got a healthy Debo Samuel. you got a healthy Christian McCaffrey. You've got a team that hasn't traveled as much. Uh, hasn't traveled. you got a, you got a Dallas team that, that flew from Dallas to Tampa on Monday night, played a game, and then had to go all the way back to Dallas in another time zone. Then they had to go from Dallas uh, from a Monday and play a short week Sunday, then go play up in Santa Clara, California, and the, the, the very next Sunday. Uh, the flip side, you've got a 49er team that played Saturday afternoon. They didn't have to do any traveling. So basically, they got a 48-hour advantage, and plus they don't have a time zone change on your body. So what does that do? That helps the running game. So, yeah, uh, so those are two things that that, that could come into play here. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's probably get a head coaching job. Not sure if he's head coaching material, but he's very young. He's only 38 years old. And Dan Quinn, I think that Jerry's going to do everything he can to keep Dan Quinn, no matter what, not unless they just give up a ridiculous play on like a, like a, like a fourth and long when Dallas is winning or something and gives up the game. Then maybe Jerry Jones does something crazy, but I doubt it. I, I, I doubt it, you know? Pickle says Pretty hasn't had his cage rattled yet. So Pickles wants Pretty to get uh, Pretty knocked up. You know, he uh, thinks he's one of those milkshake drinking kind of guys. So anyways, let's go. I'm just no particular order, guys. I'm going backwards here. I'm going backwards here. Okay. Uh, the Giants will play at Philadelphia. Now, this game, uh, here, here's, here's, here's a stat for you. Teams have played 
twice in the regular season. Teams that, that, that play a third time between the regular season and the postseason, the team that has won those two games, they're 15-9. and nine. Uh, That's interesting. So they're not 24-0. That's not always. They're 15-9. and nine. Now, one of those 15 teams was the Tennessee Titans. I've said this before, in 1999. They beat the Jacksonville Jaguars twice, and then they turned around and beat them in Jacksonville for the AFC Championship to get into the Super Bowl. So it's not impossible for the Eagles to, to, to pull this off. But then again, it's not a lock if you're saying 15-9. and nine. A red-hot Giants team comes into town. So uh, here, here's a name to keep an eye on who's also been brought up in multiple interviews, uh, including the Colts, it two with Indianapolis, one with Houston, and one with Carolina's 37-year-old offensive coordinator, Shane Stitchkin. Uh, the Eagles, I'll have to give the Eagles credit. They have played well. I mean, uh, there's a lot of deception in their offense. Uh, I, I like some of their, their fakes there. Uh, and getting uh, shot plays, I want to call it, of getting and uh, A.J. Brown the ball in the flat here. I like the big jump. Now, the big criticism on him is kind of the same thing as D'Amico Ryans. Is this that Howie Roseman built team, that great offensive line that the Eagles have? Is this this uh, the, the acquisition of A.J. Brown with the Dallas Dirt with the – uh, uh, Devontae Smith, or or is it a combination of uh, Shane Stitchkin and his communication with the hardworking Jalen Hurts and making us all work together? My thing is, it's probably somewhere in between. Uh, my guess is, Eagles fans, this is probably going to be their last year with him. Uh, this guy is, is a pretty good, looking at some of their games, I really like some of their schemes they pulled off here. Uh, everything looks well-crafted together. I know the line's good. I know the whole roster's good up there in Philadelphia. But, uh, and, and hey, think about it this way. The, uh, they did well even with their backup there. You know, Gardner Minshew. Minshew's the one that turned the ball over on his own. Well, they beat Dallas that other, uh, on Christmas Day. So, uh, you know, that th this is going to be a, 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 you know, one of those deals uh to think about this is probably his last so I, I think that this guy is, is a good coach i think maybe the colt time they've got two interviews with shane stitzkin so what else what are the storylines of this game well daniel jones if they what if the giants go up there and beat philadelphia remember i said that stat folks 15 and 9 for so nine times the team that's won two times in the regular season they've lost that game okay uh, Daniel Jones will get more leverage to ask for a bigger contract. Again, I don't care. I remember they got Wink Martindale. Everybody's real high on that defensive coordinator. Uh, we saw the smoke and mirrors, the, the delusion that Brian DeBall has put in there. And, of course, you've also got a running back there, Saquon Barkley, also on a contract year. Uh, I, I, I still say this, and I'll stand by this again today, folks. Uh, Daniel Jones, if I'm forced to sign this guy, which I think they will, to a long-term deal, uh, $18 million base, you have incentives 
incentives uh, could go all the way up to 40. They can go all the way up to 40. But 18 per year, uh, incentives go all the way up to 40. I would point that out, that 12.6% um, deal there up with. And some of those incentives, they're not going to be in crazy. Uh, and It's going to be a snap count, how many snaps he, he takes per game, uh, QBR rating, how many games does the team win. Uh, uh, you get a bonus for each round in the playoffs that you make. That's the kind of setup I would have for a guy like Daniel Jones. I'll say, okay, well, go out somewhere else, get away from Brian the ball, go out to a disaster like a Washington or whatever, and we'll see how things work out for you. We'll see how it's going to work out for you on the open market. It's not going to work out this good, I'm telling you. But, but those are going to be some of the uh, situations. Again, if something crazy happens in this game, I could see a defensive coordinator getting fired or something. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that the, the biggest storyline, Shane Stitchkin, and, of course, Jalen Hurts has never won a playoff game. As good as this guy has been all season, this team's going to be hungry, and he's not even on the injury report. Lane Johnson, who I think they're like 3-10 and 10 without this guy. Uh, he's pretty important. He's even he's been moved to right tackle, by the way. He's been moved to right tackle, but he's still that important. Uh, he's supposedly a full practice today. Uh, Eagles are like seven and a half point favorites. Remember, the Giants had a lot of injuries in that last game. They got blown out. And you want to say, what about the last game of the season? Well, the Giants played well. You know, there's some implication that maybe that game was uh, – that the Eagles didn't want to show anything. Uh, they wanted to win the game with their starters versus the backups for the for the uh, for the Giants. And they still almost Giants still almost beat them, but they they wanted to go vanilla with their playbook and didn't want to put any of those Shane uh, Stitchkin uh, wrinkles in there, which he has done. He's done a good job. You know, I watched him blow out Tennessee. Uh, those shot plays they really got people fooled on those. Deep shots with AJ Brown, if you ask me. Uh, pick, uh, Carlos says, "Will the real Daniel Jones please stand up? Please stand up. We're gonna have a problem here." Just give you a little bit of Eminem there. I think I'll um, I'll probably play that, Carlos. I will probably play that when I get done doing the program or tomorrow night, Friday night. Uh, Will the real Daniel Jones please stand up? Please stand up. We're going to have a problem here. Giants need to stay away from Jones, what Carlos says. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, there's there's no way I give this guy a giant contract. Only way I do this, if, I, if I'm forced to keep him, he is one of these real calm demeanor guys. The team seems to rally around him. But, again, it's got to be a heavily incentive contract, uh, you know, I'm so sick and tired of hearing this stuff about market this and market that. Set your own market, you know. If I'm the general manager, what's his name, Joe Sheehan, I'm saying, hey, look, man, you were, you were, your, your, your whole career was hanging on by threads before we brought this guy in, you know. Your whole career as a starting quarterback in this league, do you really want to start over and take a chance on another coordinator? 
and another you want to go to a defensive minded head you want to go to washington and whoever who god knows who they're going to bring in to work with you you might get some good money early on but or or do you want to stay here in east rudford uh and not have to move and stay with brian the ball and keep a good team around you man i don't know why teams don't put that in there put that in these players heads you know uh, Carlos says Brock Purdy remind and Brock Purdy, of course, I, I'm I'm already sold on him. I'm already got past the point that Purdy is going to be that guy. I talked about that the other day. He's going to be the guy. They're going to do something with Trey Lance and they're going to do something with with, with uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, guaranteed next year. Uh, Purdy reminds me of Joe Burrow. He was getting time last season. I'm not saying Purdy is Burrow, but I agree he hasn't hit uh got hit too much that is true uh also he was the first rookie the lowest rookie drafted to start and win a playoff game and he completed that saturday against seattle so that's another tidbit for that game that i almost missed okay kansas city and jacksonville now everybody's expecting kansas city to run rough shot uh, everybody's expecting Kansas City to run rough shot, and I, I'm one of those people. I mean, I, they're, not unless something comes up overnight, Carlos, when we're breaking down this game for tomorrow, would I think that Kansas City uh, will, will, will Jacksonville beat this team? Remember, Jacksonville had the number one overall pick last year, Trevor Lawrence, and the number one overall uh, year before last, excuse me, uh, and then last year they got, uh, was it Trayvon uh, Walker? Yeah, Trayvon Walker from Georgia last year and the year before that. So, which means they've had the number one pick in the second round too. Uh, this this roster, this team should have got beat by the Chargers last week, you know? But that Brandon Staley and his game management found a way to screw things up. So, uh, I don't think any defensive coordinator is going to be fired uh, or offensive coordinator is going to be hired or fired from Jacksonville in this particular game. Uh, you know, you, you got the Chiefs coming off of a bye week. Uh, it would be one of the bigger upsets in the NFL if Jacksonville were to go up there and beat them. Now, you know, with a guy like ETN, um, if I'm watching the film and, I, and I'm Jacksonville, ETN and their running back core, I would run the heck out of the ball in that game. That's the only way you can win. You gotta keep, you gotta keep uh Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. Uh if Jacksonville beats Kansas City, do you think somebody's gonna holler for Andy Reid to be fired? I don't think uh Andy Reid nor his defensive coordinator, nobody will be called out. Uh maybe if you have a situation where one of those kickers uh, has the Dallas kicker moment where they miss four extra points, and that's the difference in the game. Maybe you get a kicker cut in that game. But other than that, I don't see any major uh, something to break, something to break. Maybe B enemy gets another offensive coordinator job. You know, I want to say the Titans looked to interview him the other day. Uh, so B enemy, you know, he's still coaching. He's still coaching. Remember, Stitching is still coaching. Uh, maybe the enemy does get. If I'm the enemy, I've said this before. If I'm Eric the enemy, I'm trying to get like a lot of the uh, 
Matt Nagy. I'm trying to get away from Andy Reid's shadow. I want to make my own way. I want to let people know that I can scheme together a good offense and, and make things happen if I'm the enemy. Same thing, Matt Nagy. And, 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 and Carlos says they won their Super Bowl. And you can make you can make the uh you can make the argument they won their Super Bowl by beating Tennessee down in Jacksonville week before that, Carlos. So they're on house money. So if I'm if I'm Kansas City, I'm a little bit concerned about that. I'm concerned about being flat. Uh, I'm concerned about um, this being a Houston Texans game, guys. Remember this three years ago when Deshaun Watson was with the Texans and the Texans had the Chiefs who were off a, a bye week down 24 nothing. I'm concerned about that, but I don't think that's going to happen. But that's in the back of my mind, I could be thinking something like that. I could be concerned about that. Pickle says, techno geeks falling by the side. Andy Reid and Doug Peterson know each other. Yeah, that could be, could be a pretty high-scoring game. I haven't even checked the weather in that game. Uh, Carlos says, is an okay coach. Suspensky should be coach of the year. He was able to improve from last year, winning their division. Uh, Stefanski did not win his division. Maybe you're talking about Doug Peterson. I don't know. Uh, uh, Kevin Stefanski, uh, Carlos is the uh, uh, Kevin Stefanski is the Cleveland Browns coach, and they haven't won the division. Okay, righty then. What? There's got to be another one in here. Let me. There's another one, and you know which one it is, folks. Buffalo. Okay, storyline for Buffalo, Cincinnati. I've been saying this for weeks now. I'm going to say it again. Don't mean to sound like a recording. Okay. But if Buffalo lose, by the way, Cincinnati, they're going to be down their left tackle. Jonas uh, Williams, I think. Left tackle, right tackle, he's moved around. Probably not going to play in this game. Doubtful, doubtful to play in this game. Plus, they got another guard on the offensive line. This game is at Buffalo. I wholeheartedly expect Buffalo. They're four. They're between four and five and a half point favorites to win this game come Sunday. If Cincinnati, if Cincinnati goes up there and beats them, which they can, they've got a very uh, talented quarterback. Remember, Joe Burrow was sacked nine times against Tennessee last year, and of course, uh, Tennessee they they beat Tennessee. Now, of course, Tennessee Ron Tannehill is not. You know, Josh Allen is a world talent compared to a guy like Ron Tannehill. I get it. That being said, if if this happens, I would not be surprised, and I would endorse this, and and I don't want to see people lose their job, but I'm here to call balls and strikes, and I'm here to say what I I think needs to be done to win Super Bowls. They should move on from uh, Sean McDermott. We appreciate the way you handle the the Mar Hamlin situation. We appreciate everything you've done. But you guys have had years to figure out this running game, okay? Uh, Brian DeBall moved on. I thought maybe it was his problem. You know, he, he figures out the running game with the New York Giants. Then you've got Ken Dorsey here. And it was a running play, guys, that ended the game against Miami. Remember that. Miami, by the way, fired their defensive coordinator. Maybe it was because of giving up big plays. I don't know. So, if they lose this game, uh, 
I, I think they, they need to look at getting an offensive-minded head coach, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and I hate to say that, but I don't think they're going to lose this game. I have to look at the injury report again tomorrow when we get closer, but I, I do think so. Uh, Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati's defensive coordinator really like this guy, Lou uh, Lou Anna Romo. And that's that's what I heard in Rappaport say, Lou Anna Romo. Uh, He interviewed for the Giants last year, guys. Now, what I'm getting at, he hasn't interviewed with anybody this year. So my thing is, maybe he's a bad interview. Maybe he's simply just a um, a coordinator material type of guy. He's like 52, 53, really the age that you should be to get a, a typical head coaching job 10, 15 years ago. Now, like Pickle says, uh, techno geeks, maybe he's too old and not considered an air quote techno geek while he's not getting any other job. I think this could potentially still be his last game. Still a lot of jobs out there. The Colts, they had an offensive guy. Maybe they go defensive guy if they don't hire uh, Jeff Saturday. And maybe the uh, the Carolina Panthers, somebody like that, perhaps. But, you know, this Cincinnati team, their defense, these guys seem to be a step ahead. Somebody said it looked like last year that they knew the plays the Titans were going to run before they run them. You know, um, you saw the play that they made on the defensive line. Basically, the defense won the game for Cincinnati last week, guys. You know, they they stopped the goal line stand. Sam Hubbard runs the ball back 100 yards. Uh, perfectly timed blitzes against the Titans knocking over Derrick Henry in the backfield with a safety blitz, a perfectly timed blitz. This guy knows his stuff, but he does look very intense, kind of reminds me of Brett Vettables, the defensive coordinator for Clemson, who is an awful head coach at Oklahoma. He may just be defensive. And if I'm Zach Taylor, I'm really hoping that he is defensive coordinator material, selfishly, and maybe I can talk this chief owner in here, Mr. Brown, to give him a raise. You know, the guy's a well of a coordinator. That's saying a lot. But again, again, if this if this game says anything but Buffalo not winning, uh, this this team needs to go out there an offensive minded head coach. Uh, I know it's Buffalo, New York, but you know what? If I'm the owner, uh, I try to call Sean Payton. Do you want to work with a guy like, you know, Sean Payton? I know he's got a lot on his plate and a lot of people trying to get at him, a lot of teams trying to get at him. But, and I know Buffalo sucks. I mean, the people are nice. The people are nice. Uh, I hear the people are pretty cool. It's not too far from Toronto. I would love to see, but seven feet of snow locked in your house like that. Uh, using bulldozers to get the snow out of the way. Um, I wouldn't want to deal with that personally. But could a Sean Payton win two or three Super Bowls with the Josh Allen? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they'll have to do some stuff with, with with the cap. They'll have to do some wonders with the cap. But if you put Sean Payton up in Buffalo for a five year contract, 
if I'm I'm looking I, I'm I'm looking at uh, if I'm Sean Payton I'm looking at Josh Allen like I'm looking at you guys on the screen okay and I'm saying if we don't win three Super Bowls here I have failed you if we don't win three Super Bowls uh, in this five years I have failed you that's what I say if I'm Sean Payton just saying just saying carlos says he thinks the buffaloes need to clean house when you got a talent like a josh allen you don't clean house you've got defensive players maybe you try to find a way to get out of the von miller contract if, if you're buffalo but buffalo's ready they're ready you know uh offensive line not as great as it should be they can use another piece on their offensive line really they just need that they need a scheme Guys, they need a scheme on their offensive line. They need a better block. Again, that comes right back to Sean McDermott. People talk about Ken Dorsey getting jobs. What has he done? All this is mainly Josh Allen. Okay? So that is a game to be uh, concerned with, you know, coaches to watch this weekend. Oh, and there's a side note here. I read that the Lions are keeping their offensive coordinator uh, this guy has been mentioned in many of jobs. That tells you that, that 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 the Lions here have really got some chemistry going. You know, the fact that they're keeping that coordinator, Aaron Glenn, their defensive coordinator, he's also getting interviews. Uh, I wasn't in love with him. He, he did good at uh, – I think most of that was this Aiden Hutchinson just playing out of his mind as a rookie uh, up there in Detroit. But I'll, say, I'll tell you this, folks. Depending on what they do in the free agency, I'm really leaning on picking Detroit uh, to, to win the North. The Detroit Lions, are you kidding me? A laughing stock only in the NFL. Okay. Uh, Pickle says same same as the Titans. Probably talking about cleaning house. Buffalo have a new stadium in, in 2026. Yeah, maybe they'll get a dome up there. But then again, that'll take away the mystique of the Buffalo Bills. You know, where they can have that home field advantage. Uh, they mean to build a dome on the whole city, man, so uh, so they won't get all that snow, you know. Speaking of Harbaugh, not John Jim, okay. Jim Harbaugh back in the news today, guys, switching gears here. Uh, keep this name in mind for NFL jobs. No, I did not misspeak. This is not a recording. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has got in trouble for the NCAA says he had too many coaches on the field during COVID restrictions, and he's lied to the NCAA about it, okay? And I'm thinking to myself, you've got to be kidding me. I thought I put this on my phone. Let me see if I've got a, a screenshot of this, guys. I'll give you a little bit more information on how this story was worded. But Carlos, pay attention. This 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 is a flashback for you. Uh, okay. In the notice of allegations drafted earlier this month, the NCAA alleged that Michigan held practices with too many coaches on the field, contacted two prospects during the extended COVID nineteen dead period, and observed practices with an unauthorized video feed. Those are level two violations to consider minor in nature. Harbaugh has acknowledged these violations and apologized to the university. 
The NCA, however, remains adamant that Harmall initially lied about the level two violation, which is a level one violation, the most serious accusation. What does that remind you of, folks, Carlos? That 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 sounds so much like uh, Bruce Pearl's situation. I mean, you know, he has kids over for a barbecue, a barbecue, and then he freaks out and says, "Don't tell, don't tell the NCAA people that you're over for a barbecue at my house, a friendly barbecue." And then he, and then they, he lies to them, then they lie, and then. Uh, I guess one of them says they felt bad. The parents felt bad about it and said, no, nah, we were at the barbecue. And then he gets caught lying to the NCAA and something that simple gets blown up to, 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 uh, so these egomaniac academics that this guy, Tennessee's forced to fire the best coach in my lifetime in the basketball program. So now this level one violation about coaches on a, a field during a COVID restriction could, uh, you know, make them throw the book at, at Jim Harbaugh or force Harbaugh to simply say, you know what? Back to the NFL. Uh, you guys, you've been calling me. I noticed, you guys noticed that Denver jobs has not been filled. No job has been filled. Denver hasn't been filled. The Colts hasn't been filled. Uh, the Carolina Panthers hasn't been filled. Okay. All right. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, you know, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Arizona hasn't been filled. And and, and, I, and I said this from the get-go. I would try to sell Jim Harbaugh on a guy like a, by the way, Greg Roman. There you go. Greg Roman, how do you think John Harbaugh knows about Jim Harbaugh? Or uh, Greg, Hope, Greg Greg Norman originally worked with Jim Harbaugh with the 49ers on Colin Kaepernick. Harbaugh, okay, listen up. Harbaugh may be forced out of college because Michigan don't want to be on probation for a year or two for some ridiculous COVID-19 crap, Okay. So he says, bleep this. I'm going to go stay in sunny Phoenix for a while, make 22.5 a year. I'm going to get Greg Roman, uh, who just walked away from Baltimore. And then I'm going to uh, work with him and Kyler Murray and uh, jumpstart the Arizona Cardinals. And on top of all that, if it's me, I'll, I'll get on the phone. I'll call Brian Flores, who's an assistant up there in uh, Pittsburgh and get him to be my defense coordinator. Just saying, just saying. Uh, so I, that's something that's one of those stories when you're reading through your phone, you're going through your phone and stories or whatever, Twitter, or whatever. And then, and then you, you see it and it's that ain't no big deal. That ain't no big deal. That's what I said about Bruce Pearl thing. That ain't no big deal. And before you know it, they fired a guy, you know, and nobody wanted them to fire them. But they were going to get on probation and all that. I know you say, well, with NIL, does the NCAA still exist? Well, apparently it does. Don't lie to NCAA. Oh, God. 
NCAA could drop a bomb on Michigan. Yeah, they could drop a bomb on Michigan. And remember, folks, why do you think that Pete Carroll, he leaves USC, and then it seems like 20 minutes later, all this stuff about Reggie Bush comes out. You know, they, they take the guy's Heisman Trophy away. Uh, they get put on probation. You know, they hire Lane Kiffin. Then he's up in Seattle, goes up the road on Interstate, uh, was it uh, 1? Interstate 1, I guess, or I-10. I think it is Interstate 1. Pacific Coast Highway goes up to Seattle, you know, and and, and uh, tells it up there. Then USC gets in a lot of trouble for um, lack of institutional control. I can't believe I remember that. So it, it, I personally, I would love to see Harbaugh stay at Michigan because I think that now he's got the number of Ohio State. He's got his quarterback back. By the way, he's running back. I don't know what that guy's thinking, man. If I'm Blake Corm, I go to the NFL, but Blake Corm's going to come back. McCarthy's back. They got it made. But this stuff right here, something like this, if this it's a level one violation and the talks have been off, uh, yeah, I could see him going back, go back to the NFL and, and working with a guy like a Kyler Murray, bringing Craig Roman. Now, the only thing that would hold him back from that opportunity is because is the fact that Murray's coming off an ACL and he might not play till the first game of the season, you know, which means he can't train until late and they got to install that new offense. So that that may be a big hold, hold up, you know. But um, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. And, of course, a wild card for Harbaugh would get him to go up there with Greg Roman. Uh, I want to say Roman worked with uh, as a coordinator of Buffalo for about a year and go up there and work with Josh Allen if, if Cincinnati knocks them out someday. I don't think it's going to happen, but, hey, that's what, I, that's what we do. We, we talk possibilities, guys. Here on Sportscope. Pacific Coast Highway right off the ocean. Yeah. And Pickle says it's a small fraternity. Uh, you know, I've got, and by the way, Deny the Tiger. I haven't even started this. I've been reading the Jimmy Johnson book. But Al Borges got more crazy jobs because he knew somebody through uh, something a long time ago. And, uh, you know, uh, a, per, a friend of a friend, before you know it, he gets the call. He comes from, like, Indiana or something like that. And uh, next day, he's hired as the offensive coordinator for the Auburn Tigers. And then they have that magical 2004 season. Uh, so, Jim Harbaugh, back in the talks, perhaps, nobody's mentioned this but me. That's why I'm the best. Uh, could this story turn into something else? Give me another week. And I think we'll know. I think we'll know. All I do know is none of these jobs have been filled. And I think the reason why these owners are potentially thinking about uh, they're still trying to wait out a Harbaugh. They're still trying to wait out a Sean Payton. And there's certain rules and regulations that owners have to go through uh, as far as coaches that are still coaching. Shane Stitchkin, those guys like that, uh, D'Amico Ryans uh, for the 49ers, maybe even Dan Quinn, those guys, they're, they're high on a lot of uh, 
they're high on a lot of uh, um, list of, of ownership and, and management uh, for the teams around the league. So if you guys like the show, share the show. I'll be back on uh, tomorrow, same time, hopefully there with, with Carlos, Madden, New Yorker. Um, no predictions made yet. Mo- no predictions. Uh, Mickey Loomis wants a small fortune for the righteous Sean Payton. Yeah, Pickles. Uh, Payton said already that they want a mid to late first round pick. So Houston, they would love to get that 12 pick from Houston. They need a lot of picks. They're another team that really need to blow things up. They're $56 million over. Don't have a quarterback. And they really got a lot of cap issues. That's why he don't really want to go back to the New Orleans Saints. So anyways, uh, again, let me just say this before I got uh, distracted. I haven't made my mind up on any of these games. Uh, You know, uh, earlier in the week, I was thinking about maybe taking Dallas, taking Dallas against the, the, the 49ers. And then I thought, well, maybe the 49ers at home with all the rest and everything. Uh, Earlier in the week, I thought maybe the Giants can beat the Eagles. Now I'm leaning back towards the Eagles. But I have to read into how many players are out the first time they played versus the second time they played, uh, and mainly the Giants defensive line and secondary players. So that's a lot to be said there. Those games are going to be really tight. i got to look at everything with Buffalo-Cincinnati. That game could be really tight. Uh, we got a really good weekend, guys. One of the better weekends in all the NFL uh, for the whole year, probably. So, anyways, a lot to think about, a lot uh, to sink in. Again, I'll be back tomorrow, 7 p.m. Central Time, uh, hopefully with Carlos Madden, New Yorker Chavez, here on Sports Scope. Thanks, guys. <laughs>